Daryl, how you feeling? Mm, not too bad. Not too bad. Feeling the feeling the tiredness and all that, but I'm not too bad. Not too bad. How about yourself? Not too shabby uh, for the most part. Uh, the second half of the day came out to be better than the first half of the day. I can believe it. See, because I'm 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 talking obstacles. Okay. Yeah. Obstacles. Yeah. yeah. So when I got up, I did my normal exercise routine and uh, meditation and things like that. Yeah. After I got through doing all that, I talked to mama for a minute before she walked out the door. Okay. Now, mind you, when she walked out the door, I'm like, oh, okay. Um, let me go in here and try to get some work done, get in here and work on the inventory list for a minute. And it was probably about 30 minutes to an hour. I'm like, okay. This is where I call a break and I play 2K for a bit. I get on 2K, went through the second quarter, and all of a sudden, boom, lights went out. Only in this part of the house, in here, in the kitchen, and I believe the no, not the kitchen. In here, I think upstairs in the back room. I'm like, damn. <sighs> Who wants to go back in and play this game now at this point? So I said, <laughs> I left it alone. I'm still in the second quarter. Hadn't even touched it since then. So I'm like, fine. Go in there, cut my hair. Come back out. Sit down by the grid. I could literally continue to work on this damn inventory system. Boom, internet goes out. Like, are you kidding me right now? I'm talking obstacles. You hear me? Obstacles. So I'm sitting here struggling, trying to get all of this together, get the internet working. It's been on and off from noon up until 3.30. I'm like, whatever. So I just spent the rest of the day reading. I spent the rest of the day reading. Didn't get nothing really productively done. Didn't even go to the uh, market like I was supposed to. Mama came home late. So I'm like, forget it. I just read the rest of the day. I'll try it again tomorrow. It'll be a good day tomorrow. That's all I'm going to say. Wow. I'm talking obstacles. That is serious obstacles right there. (sighs) That's tough. That's really tough if you think about it. When you try to be productive and can't, it's the worst feeling in the world. Mm-hmm. It's it's the hardest feeling. So I'm like, instead, I, I spent the day re- reading, which is nothing wrong with that. Oh, Absolutely no. nothing wrong with that. That mm-hmm. gave me a chance to catch up on some books that I haven't gotten to read in a while. Hence, right. rich dad, poor dad. I'm almost done with the book now. I wasn't even nowhere near done with the book. That's how much reading I was able to do. I'm if almost done. If it's been gone for four hours, yeah, that's four hours worth of reading. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, I, I thought this was stuff. I couldn't even get the uh, outline out. Like, well, I got the outline out before the internet went out, but I couldn't get in there to, you know, prep for, you know, today's podcast. I had to wait till afterwards. It was ridiculous. Yeah. I was able to get half of mine done. Yeah. Before the end of my day. Mm-hmm. 
I think I got done. Well, I was literally at 258 when I wrapped up the first half of mine. So after that, I just came home and finished the rest of it. So, yeah. yeah. Some of these obstacles will kill you. Yep, obstacles. And I'm out there working out. Forgot to put my sleeve on. When I say there was pain, there was pain. When that sleeve is on, I don't feel a thing. Moral of the story is, if you got protection, wear it. Wear it. If you got, if you need protection, get your shots. Thank a vaccinated person for the turnaround of COVID. You're effing welcome. Mm Mm-hmm. You ain't lying about that one. You ain't lying. Just saying. <sighs> well, I go to say this. Oh, I know that some people probably sit down and listen to our podcast or whatever. And a lot of things are probably going on in, you know, the outside world. Rather, if you listen to this podcast or not, I'm just going to say this. Until the right people recognize you, you still do your best regardless. And I say that because I've come across a lot of hatred. Believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Come across a lot of hatred. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. hatred is hidden within a lot of people. It's just hidden. They're not going to necessarily just show it. They're not going to necessarily just blurt it out. Oh, yeah, I hate your stick of guts. They're not going to necessarily do that, but they will be very sneaky on showing hate to you. Oh, they're going to show it. And I'm here to tell you, look, if y'all are going through that same ordeal, if you got people hating on you or people is not recognizing you the way that you feel that you deserve to be recognized, still do your best regardless. Mm -hmm. Just do do your best because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, the only person you're going to please is yourself. Right. And if you please yourself, you're going to accomplish something regardless. You're going to accomplish something. And that is utmost coming from the heart. Period. It ain't coming from the gut. It's already about 80 pounds worth of that there. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it's coming straight from the heart. Just know and understand people are going to hate on you. They're, they're doing it with me. And believe it or not, it's going to get worse before it even gets better. So, yeah. Um, what's that saying? Uh, do what's right, even if no one's looking. Yep. And, uh, yep. Do, uh, do something right. Even if it's right. Well, uh, well you could, yeah, you could put it in that. that term. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if, uh, right is right. Even if you're doing it wrong is wrong. Even if you're doing it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that saying. It's kind of like, like that. It's far more, I, I think it goes, uh, do right even when no one is uh, looking 
and still do right, even if it's uh, if no one's looking or wrong or something along those lines. But yeah, that's what I think it is. I think it's right is right, even if you're doing it. Wrong is wrong, even if you're doing it. Mm-hmm. That's accurate. Um, and I say that because there's going to be a lot of people not only hating you, but there's a lot of people that's going to be uh, jealous of you because there's a lot of people uh, that don't have your worth ethic. No. They don't have your no. worth ethic. When they don't have your worth ethic, people tend to get jealous. And that's why I always come and go. That's why I always say this too. A wolf is sheep clothing. Mm-hmm. Very important. Sheep mm-hmm. and wolf's clothing. Or I'm sorry, a wolf is sheep's clothing. Yeah. I mean, that's that's really what to look out for. There's going to be some people that think that, you know, they're sneaky, but they're not. Just like well, you said. A lot of people, and that's the thing. A lot of people expect themselves to be at the same height. You know, they expect to be at the same height. They don't work like that. But they want to they they want to do one of these here. They want to do one of these. Yeah. Idling hands. Just sitting there. Just yeah. doing nothing. No I'm saying. You know, and get and there doing that. You get it right. You have to and work. Right. You have to, you literally have to make yourself worthy of what you're doing. And it's funny because I've been getting called out a lot about a lot of things. Been getting called out a lot about a lot of things. And it was, in my personal opinion, a indirect target to me. Mm -hmm. And now sitting down and you know thinking about things yeah it was direct and indirect yeah you know and these are the same people that are doing these yep just idly hands like you sit up here you talk about oh i've been doing this from seven to three this that, 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 that. who cares it's your job you know what i'm saying it's it's part of your job mm-hmm and I got other responsibilities that I have to do my stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and look, it's never, it's never easy being the guy to get things done. You're on a time limit. The pressure is there. While everybody else is doing one of these, my time is on pressure. And it's never ending. Right, right. This is the really it, it. It Proverbs is a book of wisdom. Lazy people I sleep. Love that stuff. Mm-hmm. Lazy people sleep soundly, but idleness leaves them hungry. You can't sit there and expect to be fed if you're not going to put in the work. You just can't. It don't work like that. You work. You work. You put in the work to be able to, to, to get things done. But you can't just idle and not do anything. Right. You just can't. Right. It don't work like that. So right. if you're if you're jealous, change it. Change it. 
don't try to make somebody else feel bad because now that you want a spot that has been open for so many months and you decide that you ain't going to do nothing but think you can still get there mm. by not doing anything while somebody came in and not only beat you to the punch, but actually put in the work to do it, you can't be mad at nobody but yourself. Yeah. You can't be mad at nobody but yourself. And a lot of people fail, and a lot of people fail to understand that just because you are in one certain position that you think idle hands is going to actually climb you up the ladder because of how many years you've been at a job, that do not mean you are going to be recognized in that way. Right. It just don't work like that. Right. It don't work like that. Right. If you put in the time, the effort, sweat, blood, and tears, even if you don't want to, if you don't do that, then of course, nobody's going to recognize you. Nobody's not going to see your self-worth. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just, let, I'm just letting it know right now. There are going to be a lot of leaders that's going to pay attention to good people that actually sees the work. And mm-hmm. on top of that, if they don't see that, and good people, then yeah, you're in the wrong place. Right. But you got to be at the right place to see it. You got to be at the right place to see it. Absolutely. So Absolutely. just still do your best anyway, regardless. And if it doesn't work out, find something else. Find something else. All right. So uh, we'll be right back with our uh, perspective uh, platform talk. Start with that new coffee break. But there, we'll be right back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. I'm Darren, and that's Darren on the opposite side. Yep. Oh, okay. I am just... Okay. <sighs> Breathe. Breathe. All right. So we're back in, uh, with the afternoon coffee break segment with Darren. Let's uh, get down to the nitty gritty. Uh, I said this on the uh, on my podcast uh, after the coffee break with Derek uh, Saturday. I said this was something that I should have done when I first started this podcast and never did it. Right up until uh, uh, now. So I'm throwing in sports devotionals. And the reason I'm doing sports devotionals uh, on the behalf of uh, let me not say sports devotionals. Devotionals. Racism, and the reason why I'm doing that is because there has to be a way to bring awareness to racism, and I learned that it's not going to really just come through just you know me just talking or right or the news or anything like that. So it's like it's better if it comes from the word, especially for the number of listeners that are uh, a Christian and recognize these things and. you know, people that are, even, that are not even Christians, but, you know, recognize it as well. But then you have people that just flat out just don't get it. It don't make sense to why they don't get it, but they don't. It just don't make sense why they don't get it. So I'm starting a devotional. It's a five-day devotional. It comes from, uh, let's see if I got this right.
Oops. This is coming from Jeff Wells. Uh, he planned this uh, uh, devotional with El Centro Network. And it's a five-day devotional based on crushing racism. So here we go. What does the Bible say about racism? And I think I've talked numerous times about what the Bible says about racism on my podcast, but this is actually just kind of like backing that up as well. In these difficult times we live in, there are many voices that surround us. Some of the voices express sounds with the indescribable pain, resist, uh, resistment, hate, and hopelessness. Other voices are shocked, angry, sad, or express completely powerlessness, which George Floyd did that. Yeah, that's what started this whole thing. All of that right there, George Floyd's what started it. Many has joined peaceful protests, desperately trying to have their voices heard. I do not know which of these voices you are paying attention to. What I do know is as Christians, the most important voice we can hear and based on our beliefs and opinions is God's is, is on God's. So what did he say in his words? And how can we think biblically, uh, Christianly about racism? Some days ago, the Lord spoke to me through Paul's writing to Timothy, uh, his son in the faith. Paul clearly shared his teaching, which the Bible has uh, a whole sports without any shadow of a doubt. In Christ, we are one, and we are a family. Our bonds in Christ are stronger than any biological or other bond that we might have because they are internal. This based on the shed blood of Jesus Christ. In light of the biblical teaching that is in the body of Christ, we are not a mere acquaintances of, of, of brothers and sisters, but would like to ask you, are you hurting for your African-American brothers and sisters in these troubled times? Did you feel the pain in your heart when you heard George Floyd say, please, I can't breathe? I know I did. I did. Let's see how many people actually raised their hands to this. Because there's not going to be a whole lot of people that's going to raise their hand to that. And if they raise their hand to it and still talk about that racism don't exist, then you just a straight, flat-out hypocrite. That was a side note. <clears throat> I truly hope so because our brothers and sisters are hurting. In Romans 12, 15, we are instructed to rejoice with those who rejoice to the weep and those who weep. This is the kind of empathy we are called to as part of uh, the body of Christ. And Paul's words in uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 26, if one member suffers, all suffers together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. I was looking at the plan in itself and not in the actual, uh, what you call it. So, I don't know. It's a long day. So, the question is, you ask yourself, just like this gentleman asked here, what are your responses to a fellow Christian who is honored? How do you respond when someone is suffering? And with a lot of people and with the way that they have responded to when black people was out protesting is go home an example and a real true based example go home 
idiot. I literally saw that. And believe it or not, it came from a family member. It came from a family member. Go home, idiot. That tells me a lot. And this ain't, girl, no outer circle we're talking about here. We're talking. It's an inner circle. <clears throat> I'm sorry, but I'm going to put this on blast. Whoever did that is the dumbest piece of shit ever. I'm grown. I'm going to say it. I'm surprised you didn't see it. No. In the time that George Floyd was going on and all the protests was going on, remember here in Indiana when uh, they had the protest that started up at the governor's mansion? Yes, I remember. Was that. it the governor's? Yeah, the governor's mansion. Yes. And they started there and they started marching all the way around. And during that time, downtown, they was also doing uh, protests as well. Mm-hmm. And when they were doing protests, they were looting and uh, uh uh, doing fires as well downtown. When people saw that, a lot of people was, you know, sending out messages to go home. And when I seen a, a particular family member do it, didn't necessarily tick me off, but I already knew the mindset. Now, the mindset is that they believe in racism. But the problem is they are stuck in the mindset that black people don't need to speak up. They're in that mindset. They don't believe anything. Well, I'm sorry. They just no, don't. Here, no, this, let me let me try to explain this real quick. It has to be it has to be explained in a way that it's understood that they believe in racism, but they've been stuck in this bubble, thinking that if we continue to sit back, then we're fine. But when we go and speak out, it's too dangerous. So in other words, I guess I'm trying to say if white people or white supremacy really just want us to stay in our spots. And that's literally what black folks have been doing. Literally staying in our spots and telling other black people to go home is a true fire signal to saying, oh, Go home. This is not the place to do it because you are in stuck in this mindset that we should be stuck in our place. No, we understand that you're oh, We get that. But the fact is that there are a lot of young people that are willing to go out and protest. You let them. You let them. You do not. You do not allow boundaries like that to come up. And that's what black people are in that mindset of. They are stuck in a boundary. They're not so much as in forward thinking and going out and doing things or like what I'm doing with my podcast and what you do when you speak up. They're not doing that. They're in this mindset with, oh, it's okay to just sit in your bubble and not say a word all because you have this mindset of what white people or white supremacy, excuse me, have always have said. They've so always other words, said that. So in other words, this kid white supremacy. Yes. 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 Now, me 
it doesn't matter. Because I'm doing this. Now, I'm not the person to go out and protest and be an activist. I will eventually will be. But right now, I'm starting here. I'm starting here. But for you to be born back in segregation, you should know better. You really should know better than being saying that. But we are the call to rejoice to those who rejoice and weep and those who weep. That was in Romans 1.15. Unfortunately, we are jealous of those who rejoice and empathetic and towards those who weep, who weep. Believers in this world, is the believers are in this world together. There's no such thing as a private, private or indiv individualistic Christianity. We shouldn't stop enjoying only our relationship with God. We need to get involved in the lives of others. If you have not yet suffered the weeping together with your African-American brothers and sisters, I pray that the Holy Spirit would speak to you through this devotion. Consider their pain. Listen to their stories. Pray and offer your support. And the biggest problem is that black people don't even do that. Because some black people just don't believe racism exists. But they have a hard time understanding what racism is. They have a hard time distinguishing it out. Heavenly Father, enlighten me to understand that we are one in Christ. Teach me to grow in empathy towards my brothers and sisters who are suffering. I want to honor you by weeping with those who weep, living in harmony and peace with all. May your love overflow for me to those who hurt and suffer. Amen. First Timothy 5, 1 through 2. Do not rebuke an older man, but encourage him as you would a father. Younger men as brothers, older women as mothers, younger women as sisters in all purity. Romans 12, 15. I've already read it. I'm not going to read it again. I've read it three, four times. Proverbs 18, 24. A man of many companions may come to ruin, but there is a friend who stick closer than a brother. Loneliness is everywhere, but many people feel cut off and alienated from others. Being in a crowd just makes people more aware of their isolation. We all need friends who stick, who stick close, listen, care, and offer when it's needed. And good times end in bad. It is better to have one friend, one such friend, than dozens of uh, superficial uh, acquaintances. And that's what I always talk about. Like, it doesn't matter your quality of friends, or not your quantity of friends, but your quality of friends. Instead of wishing you could find a true friend, seek to become one. There are people who need your friendship and ask God to reveal them for you and then take the challenge of being a true friend. People do not recognize that it is hard in this world enough as it is. And it's hard enough to deal with people that are just plain ignorant and don't want to understand racism or anything in relation to it. And because they failed to do that, that is why we are dealing with what we're dealing with today. 
Anything else you want to add? I'm just going to say this. And I'm going to say this for good cause. Half of white people understands racism. Oh, yes. Reach out to them. Yes. Reach out to them. That's very important. When I say white, some majority of like some white people actually understands racism. Yeah. Y'all need to reach out to them. Yes. The ones that are actually closed-minded about this whole racism ordeal, there are other white people out there that goes out there with the black people to protest mm-hmm. against Black Lives Matter and racism and equality. Talk to them. Do they understand it. Just Do they understand? Like yes, you are right. They understand. It's it either so. it's either because they have black friends that they actually support and they support each other, or they just plain understand that common sense is effing common sense. They pay attention. They pay attention. They pay attention. Mm-hmm. They recognize it. They see it. They live in a reality, not in made up fictional world like how most of them do. You can tell you can tell somebody that COVID is out here and it's real, but they live in their own world saying that it's not real. In case that don't sound familiar to you and to thousands of other people that have said it once before. Oh yeah. We can sit here. Go ahead. No, I'll just say I had a friend on Facebook that literally dogged COVID, Mm -hmm. dogged the vaccine. Nah, I'm not taking the shit. For what? I haven't caught it. There's nothing else I can do, so I don't give three shits. Cool. Reality hit Cool. Got COVID. Wasn't no joke. Next thing you know, vaccination card right in his hand. Can't play with that. Can't play with that stuff. You That's like playing with your food. Don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. Because you can sit there you can sit, you can actually say and see on the news that George Floyd was held down and pinned down by a police officers with a uh, neck go, you know, with his knee on his neck, mm-hmm. while other people were trying to turn that narrative into something else, living in their own world. The reality is, is what you saw with your own eyes. Again, that is gaslighting. That's what people do with gaslighting. And there is a lot of that going on in this world. And it has stopped. It has stopped. It has stopped. What you see, what you see is what you see. Exactly. I can so. sit here, girl, and debate with you all day long if I wanted to, to say that you are wearing a purple shirt with black letters on it. I could debate you all day long if I wanted to. Very good. Yes, you could. Just because it's free speech and people are that stupid to do it. <laughs> yep. Yep. I can't. I'm just but saying. Let's, but let's but let's look at the reality. Now here's the reality of when Deer said that the that I'm wearing a purple shirt with black lips. I am actually wearing a blue shirt. And I can sit here and debate him all day long. You are not. You are yeah. not. You are wearing a purple shirt with black letters on it. 
And do you not realize how how much disagreement and isolation just from this conversation alone can cause? If I really actually believe that, that's what's going on with racism. That's what's going on. Stands divided. Nobody don't want to understand that racism is real. Nobody don't want to understand that this shirt is blue. <laughs> that shirt is black. <laughs> I'm okay. gaslighting. I'm gaslighting everybody. I'm making cases of all you. <laughs> Bring it on. That's just my whole point. That's just the whole point. That's just the straight up whole point. If y'all can't see what's going on right now, y'all have really got to open y'all's minds to what's going on. Y'all have to. I agree. I agree. That's it. All right, so then we'll be right back with uh, Breaking Mental Health with Daryl. We'll be come back. All right, we're back again. Double Take Sports Talk with the Watch Brothers. I am Daryl. Daryl's right on the opposite side of me. Oh, my God, yeah, it's hot. Yeah, I know it's burning up in here. I'm dying, and I gotta, and I still got my hood on too. I don't, <laughs> it's burning I don't up. understand why you ain't had a heat stroke yet. I'm dying over here. <laughs> <laughs> and I got on a shirt. Yeah, you just got on a shirt. I got on a shirt and a hood. You know how it is. Sometimes you just get lazy. You just don't want to take nothing off, and, and sometimes you really have to get that comfortable. But sometimes you just get lazy to get comfortable. So do you not that's, real, that's me you, right now. Do you not realize you are talking to the dude that invented laziness? That's <laughs> yeah, suppose I could argue with that. I could argue with that. He invented yeah. laziness. That shirt you, you wear is exactly what I do. What that say? Sorry. Sorry, I can't. I have plans with my couch. Uh-huh. People been asking me, ooh, what you gonna do tonight? You gonna uh, go bowling? You gonna go get something to eat? No, sorry, sorry. I, I can't. can't. I have plans with my couch. That's right. That's right. Somebody brought to my attention, like, it's a good shirt to wear when you're married. I didn't think about that. That is absolutely true. That is absolutely true, but it's just as better as a single person, too. There it is. There it is. But it just brought to my attention, so I, I just had to follow it up. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, just so just so you know, I'm burning up just as much <laughs> When you ain't over here with a towel on your uh, neck. I got a towel up there, but I ain't gonna wear it. So. I am. I can't do this. I'm hot. Tired over here. Yeah. If it and was my choice, look, if it was my choice, I'd just be like this for the rest of the podcast and be done with it. I know. Just, just go black. You know what I'm saying? It's just, yeah. You can't see shit. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see. Look, it, 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 this light is hot. It's not yeah. making it any cooler. It's not making it any cooler, and it's already nice outside. It's sixty some degrees. So. 63 degrees. 63 degrees. That's warm enough. I'm dying. Yeah, I'm dying. And I'm it, drinking hot tea, too. That ain't yeah. helping a fire. Yeah. You're fucking insane. 
I'm not insane. I am drinking detox tea. I'm not insane. You're still insane. It's still being hot. It's still drinking hot tea. Rather, it's detox, blueberry, dandelion. I don't give a damn what it is. You're still insane. I have to at some point. Look, I have to detox. Bruh, it's, it's a quarter after seven right now. That could wait till we got done with the podcast. No, because I'd be going to bed afterwards. Damn. The hell are talking about right now? Anyway. You'll be up peeing all night long. Not like you will be anyway. What difference do it make? Get up at 7 to do that. Every morning like clockwork, 7 a.m., I pee. If that makes you feel good. If that makes you feel good. But let's... Uh, Let's go ahead and start this breaking mental health segment. Uh, I really don't have a lot for it, but I am gonna talk about Darius Leonard. One of the things that surprised me when it came down to one of these discussions of mental health, that Darius Leonard popped up. And one of the reasons that really shocked me was because him as a football player, Playing for the Colts, he shows a lot of happiness. He shows a lot of emotion. He shows a lot of hype. You would have never thought in 50 million years that this man was struggling with mental health issues. You would have never thought of that. Never. Right. And that shocked me when he actually, when the coach did their kick the stigma program, he showed up. It's shocking. So, he battles with depression and anxiety. And he started suffering from that as a teenager when his brother got killed in a, a nightclub fight. Ever since that day, that's when all the feelings start coming in the depressions and the anxieties. He said that it took him years of suffering, talking with the mental health professionalists and everything. It took him that much to talk about these issues. Now, I mentioned, I mentioned on Tuesday's podcast. Well, I record on Saturdays or Sundays but they come out on Tuesday. So Sunday, I happen to mention when I'm doing this mood uh, disorder, one of the things that I feel that is important when it comes to dealing with depression and anxiety, or rather if you're dealing with something else, one of the best therapies that you could deal with is actually psychotherapy, which also means... uh, just talking it out. Rather, if that means you're talking to a best friend, rather if you're talking to a loved one, rather if you're talking to a spiritual leader, rather if you're talking to uh, a doctor. And I said this, the most important thing about psychotherapy is that you could just talk. Talk, 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 talk. People get paid to listen to that. 
Okay. People, people get paid to do that. And the one of the most important thing that I mentioned when it comes to talking is you point out every small detail because that can help build the foundation of your problems. Small detail. I don't give a damn what it is. Your very small detail could bring all the answers to the bigger problems. I could tell Darren right now. That faucet, that water dripping in the faucet, is annoying. Small detail. It's not, but it's just an example. You bring out small detail like that, even if it don't make sense. You bring out the small detail in your talks. Right. Because bring it, it could, out. Because that, that can help with some of the issues you may have uh, to the reason why you have a mental health issue. Yep, that's very important. You know what I'm saying? And most people don't really get to the nitty gritty of them being uh, depressed or having anxiety mm-hmm. because they feel like that they're ashamed of it, they're embarrassed, or, or they feel like they don't want to actually burden other people that talk to them about right. yeah. these problems. Yeah. But for me, it's like hell. Go for it, especially if people are getting paid to do it, which is a uh, psychiatrist. If they get paid to do that, shit, talk your ass off and make every worth inch of money of them for them to deserve that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's it's that important to me. The small details are very important. Mm-hmm. Darius Leonard's small detail, his brother got killed at the nightclub and everything just changed for him ever since then. Hell, you can have you can be annoyed by a pop can being open. You can be annoyed by that. Now, do that actually mean that you probably are qualified to have a uh, mental health problem? Maybe. But that depends to a certain extent. It depends on what other aspects surrounding this pop bottle or this pop can that's bothering you. That's the bigger ordeal. Since you already brought up the small detail, let's go ahead and break this bad boy open. Mm-hmm. Let's break this branch a little bit. Stretch it out and see what the we'll see what the ordeal is. So you got Darius Leonard, you got his brother being killed in a nightclub. Boom. Everything changed for him. That's when the depression start coming in. That's when the anxiety comes in. Why do you think you feel that way? Uh-huh. You know, why do you why do you think that he's depressed? Why do you think the anxiety comes in? He may have a problem that he could only go to his brother about. Boom. Depression. Click, click. Right there. He can't talk to him no more. He's, he got, he's gone. He's gone. Now, you got to think about what's next. Now that he can't talk to his brother, where's your anxiety going to come in? You got to talk to a psychiatrist. Click, click. There's your other problem. Boom, the anxiety kicks in because the psychiatrist don't know a damn thing. Don't know nothing. 
And now they have to build that foundation to figure out what that problem is. We got his issue. And so now the psychiatrist got to figure out what in the world that they got to do to help this young man. And he's got so many things rolling in his head. That's why when most people, when most people talk to most people, that is important to them. They know the bigger problems. They know it all. And that could have been Darius Lewis' go-to. Maybe not. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He still got friends that he can hang out with. He still got loved ones he can hang out with. But that problem is right there and it's stuck with him. It's stuck with him. And that's the go around that he has to figure out. And I'm pretty sure there's a solution that he already done figured out. He ain't probably done figured it out. Maybe, maybe not. Because the, the shit never goes away, believe it or not. With him, with his brother being killed, that is never going away for him. That's a heartbreak, period. But you know, he still has to live his life. That's why you see him out on the football field, you act like nothing ain't happened. Nothing. But that's what most people do when they suffer from that from that ordeal. They're good at hiding these things. They don't want people to know. They don't want people to understand their pain. They don't want to do that. That's why it was good for him to speak out on his problems. What he had to deal with. What he had to go through. What are the treatments that he had to do. And see the psychiatrist was one of them. Maybe he has a drill in an activity. I don't know. You know. But talking to a psychiatrist was one of them. The psychiatrist probably offered him some of those activities. But yeah, Darius Leonard, mental health. Yeah, anything else you want to add to that? I just want to say one thing. Mm-hmm. If you choose not to say anything about mm-hmm. your mental health, fine. But just know this. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people that will call somebody out. Like I know somebody named, uh, not I know, but, you know, that I see on TV. His name is Skip Bayless. Oh, yeah. And he would make sure that he would call somebody weak for their mental illness. And that's incorrect. It is Mm -hmm. false. It is garbage. Mm -hmm. You are only strong when you admit that you have a mental health problem and you are brave enough to speak up on it. That is what makes you strong. What makes you weak is somebody like Skip Bayless and calling people out that's already vulnerable to mental health. That's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah, wasn't that what the Dakota Prescott ordeal? Were you suffering from mental health? I know that was one of them. I think so, yeah. I know, I think that was one of them. Uh And yeah, that's absolutely right. This is why people stay close-minded. This is why people don't want to talk. Right. This is why people don't want to bring that awareness because of people like Skip Bayless. Right. The cradle of idiocy has arrived. Mm-hmm. It's arrived. Mm-hmm. And this is why a lot of athletes are speaking on that. A lot of people are speaking on the mental health. Yeah. More athletes than I've ever known are speaking out on that type of ordeal because they don't want to deal with everything that they have to deal with on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Talking to the media, expressing their mistakes, 
it's it's hard. It's hard. And then you got people like Skip Bayless that sits there and calls out people because they're weak. Yeah, it, it's it's it sucks. It sucks. Sucks like hell. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. All right, so we're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna go right into our football talk with me. We'll be right back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, again, welcome back. I'm Darren. That's Daryl. Yep. Thank you so much for listening. You could be anywhere in the world and could be listening to any podcast in the world, but you are right here with us. So thank you so much for taking your time to listen to us today. All right, let's get right down to the nitty gritty. Let's get down to these news in the NFL. New head coach Josh McDaniels for the Las Vegas Raiders said that Derek Carr is no doubt week one quarterback starter. I wasn't going to say anything, but I'm going to say something just really quick. Mm -hmm. It it bugs me that he's the Raiders' new head coach and not giving them a hard time, but sure and hell gave the coach a hard time. That's all I'm going to say about that. Ain't that crazy? That's arch rival, dog. That's what that is. I think it goes a little bit more further than arch rivals. I think it goes a little further than that. I can dig it. I could dig it. Ravens will continue to work on Lamar Jackson's urgency on an extension. And then your top free, uh, top free agencies, the top 10, really, anyway. Uh, Devontae Adams, Chris Godwin, J.C. Jackson, uh, Teron Armstead, Orlando Brown. Man, Orlando Brown been playing for some years. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Williams, Von Miller, uh, Carlton Davis, uh, Chapman Jones, and Jesse Bates, not to include also uh, OBJ as well. Um, There's a lot of fits for oh, NFL yeah. teams with these top free agencies. So mm-hmm. it's something to think about going something into, to think about. To going into free agency. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seahawks coach Pete Carroll killed this uh, 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 rumor going around. We have no intention of trading Russell Wilson. Is he a free agent also? I'm not sure. I don't think he is. I don't think hmm. he is. No problem. Yeah. Just think that. I think that just because he got injured, I think they there was rumors they they were ready to trade him and all this stuff. So, mm-hmm. uh, Cardinals wide receiver Andy Isabella is granted permission to seek a trade. Uh, Giants release veteran tight end Kyle Rudolph in a salary cap cutting move, and Cardinals coach Cliff Kingsbury and GM Steve Clem agrees to uh, a contract extension. Mike McCarthy on Sean Payton rumors in Dallas is a narrative I don't want to be a part of. Right. Uh, Bill's GM Brandon Beanie said Buffalo to propose postseason overtime rule change based on time and not possession. The whole 10 minutes? No, they're not proposing it based on time. It's just on possession. Oh, yeah. yeah, you're right. Never mind. Based on time, not possession. Boy, that better trim that down to like five minutes or something. Well, I'll never not tell nope. that. Never mind. Nope. Never mind. Never mind. It never should have changed. It's a state of 15. Yeah. yeah. Ron Rivera, uh, commanders being very proactive in pursuit of franchise quarterback. And Jimmy Garoppolo will have surgery, so show the surgery and will not throw for 16 weeks. 
uh, Falcons GM declined to commit if Matt Ryan or yeah commit to uh, Matt Ryan as the 2022 starter. You don't even ever you don't ever back yourself into a corner. Uh, quote. Giants GM uh, Joe Schroeder on potential straight car uh, Barkley trade. I'm open to anything, but you better be close to it because that's your potential best running back uh, on that team. Yeah, he's just having some struggles right now. He's yeah. just having some setbacks. Yeah, I already got rid of OBJ. You get rid of Shaikon Barkley, you better hope that you got some good draft picks to be able to pick up something for both of them spots. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coach uh, GM Chris Ballard on Carson Wentz's decision. We're not there yet. Fine. Meanwhile, Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury on Kyler Murray, our long-term goal heel. Here is to have him be our quarterback. You better hope he stay. You better hope he stay. Mm-hmm. I agree, Dan. Granted, they had a fallout at the end of the season, but he got legs like no other quarterback I could think of. Damn. Yeah, man. You think about Donovan McNabb. Michael Vick. Especially Michael Vick. Yeah. I, yeah. That he was every uh, uh, defense nightmare. nightmare. You can't determine if this man's going to run or pass. You have to have a linebacker uh, QB spy him. That kills everything, man. That kills everything. To me, that he- extra linebacker right there have to spy on. They could be encouraged. Yeah, that sucks. To me, Daryl, for real, he changed the game. He, he did. changed, he changed the, the way game. you have to prepare on defense. Yes. Yes. He'd be killing them. He'd be killing them. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. Bruce Arians or whether the Bucks will allow Tom Brady to go to another team? Nope. Bad business. Quote. <laughs> That's all I have. Anything else you want to add? Nah, man. I'm over that. But yeah, nah, I am done. Apparently, it's like, okay, if he comes back into the NFL and he decides that he wants to go to another team, Bruce Arians just saying it just looks bad. I'm just saying. Uh, you still, you think about uh, Brett Favre. That look, Green Bay looked pretty bad. Except when Aaron Rodgers decided to win that title. That didn't make him look bad. Yeah. I did. Yep. So they had to ship him off to the Jets before joining Minnesota. Before joining Minnesota. Yeah. All right. So we'll be right back with the basketball talk with you, Daryl. We'll be right back. All right. We're back. Double take sports talk with the Watch Brothers. I'm Daryl. Dan's on the opposite side. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's go ahead and take a look at these NBA news and talks. <sighs> the Lakers has handed the third loss in a row, which boils down to the Dallas Mavericks blowing a 21-point lead to survive that to where the previous night they came back for 21 down to beat the Warriors. That's a strange twist. Dude, it's strange. Believe it or not. It's, it's a, a lear- strange twist. It's a learning curve. Yeah, it's a learning curve. 
And the Lakers also waived DeAndre Jordan. And I believe the last I seen, the 76ers are looking to pursue him. Devin Booker is in health and safety protocols. Let's just say he has COVID. Uh, Jalen Brown has a right ankle sprain. He uh, injured it at some point in the game uh, last night, and he did not return. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. is eyeing March in return with this month, to say the least. And Damian Lillard is progressing through the first phase of rehab of abdominal surgery. He will be reevaluated in two to three weeks as he starts reconditioning this week. Pacers, Jalen Smith, fined 20 grand for directing profane language toward a game official. And Spurs also got uh, uh, DeJounte Murray fined 20,000 for throwing the ball off the legs of a referee. We'll get to that in a minute. Not specifically those two, but we're going to get to officials and referees in a minute. Kevin Durant to return on Thursday. And the Charlotte Hornets signs Isaiah Thomas to a 10-day contract. Damn. First things first. How about just giving him a contract throughout the rest of the season? I'm thinking the same thing, too. I'm thinking the same thing, too, because for one, everybody is going through these 10-day contracts like they're candy. That's first thing. Then on top of that, he still has the ability to play a whole damn season. Well, I think that I think that's just part of their, you know, uh, like their COVID relief, I guess. It is the COVID relief. But the whole point is, is that he's not trying to shoot for these damn 10 day contracts. He just want a contract for the rest of the season. I know. That's why I brought it up. That's why I brought it up. How come they just don't sign up for the rest of the season? Sign up for the rest of the season. Screw this little COVID program shit. He, he earned that, man. Why Stevenson did? Yeah. Surprisingly. Yeah. Yeah. Surprisingly. Third stint. Third stint. Yeah. All right. So, first things first. I brought this up for a reason, and I figured that. I'll go ahead and uh, say this. So what's the deal with the Lakers? LeBron, Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis, or Rob Palenka? Or Magic Johnson? Now, LeBron says he's not giving up on the Lakers season. He, quote, said, until you bury me 12 feet under, then I got a chance, end quote. What's your thought? Just the thought process. Just any old thought process. If you have this mindset, why didn't you go with this mindset at the beginning of the fucking season? Mm-hmm. Ta-da! Yep. So now you've got people to pick from. Now the Lakers are already upset because Rob Palenka didn't make a trade for Russell Wilson to whoever. Westbrook. Yeah, Russell Westbrook. So that's one problem. You have that because they feel that Russell's not living up to his potential. Now, I'm going to say that's not his fault. And I'm also going to say he's not part of the reason either. I will say, whatever, that Anthony Davis plays a big role because he can't stay healthy because he was the reason 
during his first year with the Lakers, they won a title with LeBron, J.R. Smith, mm-hmm. and Alex Caruso. Mm-hmm. Now that all of them are gone, maybe except LeBron and AD, now you're dealing with a bigger problem with injuries. That could be another problem. But the main one that I'm looking at, Magic Johnson. Why? Jenny Buss has been reaching out to him, regardless to the fact that he's not with the Lakers anymore. She needs insight because Magic is the Laker man for over, what, 30 years? And it's like, okay, let's, let's put this in perspective. Let's, let me bring it on an example. Who is a long-tenant player from back in the 80s and the 90s that has a long term to the team? Rather, they've been a player, a GM, a head coach with the team. You got Magic. And then you got people that are wanting to be a part of term with their team that they play for. Allen Iverson. You know, I'm not gonna then, say that I'm not gonna say this person, but then you think about Reggie. Reggie, bingo. You got Reggie Miller. He may not want to be a part of it, but at the same time, you will have to consider him. You know, he's been a, he's been he played for the Pacers for what 18 years. He could have a spot with the Pacers, a GM role or a head coaching role or anything. Mm-hmm. So my thing is, is that if you're reaching, reaching out to Magic, why are you reaching out to a man that you fired or resigned with? Why would you do that? If you knew that Magic could be the key to the Lakers winning games, why would you listen to Rob Palenka and swipe Magic Johnson and throw him under the bus? And then you want to reach out to him. You may not have no ill will intentions, but damn it, that's a problem. That's a problem. I'm just going to say this. I say it all the time. You hear me say it all the time. And it ain't going to change my mindset. Just because she got a degree do not mean she got some damn common sense. Yep. There you go. Yeah. That's that's my problem. That's why what to deal with the Lakers? Could have been Magic Russell, Athea Palinka? No. It's magic. It's magic. I mean, it's me, not Magic's fault. But don't reach out to somebody. That you had to swipe under the bus. It's all of them. It's all of them, but magic. Right. It's not necessarily his fault. I look at this. No, I look at this as a term of a business problem. It's more of a business problem. To me, it's more of a team problem. Because you named three players and one GM. I'm looking at this as literally a 
player problem because LeBron is not living up to his expectation because he don't have Anthony Davis. Because Anthony Davis is not healthy enough. Russell Westbrook is just not playing up to his uh ex uh you know his his potential that he should have been playing with all along. So it just gets me that uh LeBron has to only do good when it matters. Uh, that he got the best person to do it when he could really literally could be doing it himself. But it ain't my show. Well, Russell Westbrook was a walking triple-double before he walked in with the Lakers. And he then now you got another man that has a triple-doubles uh, averages as well or a triple-double man, and that interferes. That is really a personality clash. That is a personality issue. You know what I'm saying? You... He, he reaches out to Russell Westbrook like, oh, keep shooting, keep shooting. You'll be fine. But at the same time, he's freaking frustrated. Because he's not okay. playing to his expectation. It's not the same. Because he took that away from him. That's just mm-hmm. my personal opinion. Just he like with Kevin Love. It's just like with Kevin Love. And it was just like with uh, Chris Bosh. Uh-huh. Them, the, them two are the top greatest defensive uh, rebounders or rebounders in the game, period. Yeah. They were. And now they you were. now you barely see him. Well, Chris Bosch exception, well, but yeah, you know, yeah. during his time with Miami. Yeah. He was there, you know, but at the same time, he just wasn't. Because you have a guy that surrounds himself with that. It's like you said, it's a personality clash. A personality clash. Yeah, that's a big problem. But I was looking at that as possible issues. My personal opinion, it was magic, but it wasn't his fault because y'all got rid of him and y'all threw him under the bus. We were specifically trying to tell y'all something, but y'all wasn't listening. Yeah. And now these problems are coming to fruition and they struggle. Uh-huh. They're struggling. That's That was just one of the point reasons why I brought that up. I'll explain that later. More Russell Westbrook in just a second. 76ers, proving playoff spot. So, can an NBA Finals trip be happening this year? No. I agree. I agree. I don't think right now that – I don't think it's their time. Everybody feels that it's their time. No. But right now, I do not see an NBA Finals trip. Point blank period. I'll see it. And should the referees official be fined for stupid petty calls? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They should be fined big time. I, I mean, ain't talking th- no little itty bitty five grand. I'm talking big. Yeah, they need to be. They have to be held accountable for a lot of their mishaps. Let me give you one example. Joey Crawford. His ass was suffering through so much anger issues that he was just beyond petty. He was petty. He was beyond petty. To me, he was one. I always used to look at him as a great referee, but then I had to look at it again and say, no, he's not. He's one of the worst referees. Yeah. I still think about the one when he teed up. He teed up Tim Duncan. Yeah. Just because he was laughing. He was laughing and throwing his shirt on. It just teed him up. For what? 
Exactly. That, no, you exactly. let these type of motherfuckers get in your skin like that? That, that Oh, you know, wouldn't make it. That lets me know a lot about his personality, too. There you go. There you go. Yeah, this 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 officiating shit, it's just getting out of hand. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And the, and the NBA, the NBA front office is backing them up. This is a problem. Yep. It's getting me out. They are letting their power and control take over the game. Mm-hmm. They have got no that that has got to change. Mm-hmm. That has got to be changed. Yes. All right. Last part. Point guard position. I had to do, I might have done it before, but I'm doing them again. No, you have not. Russell Westbrook the third. Okay. All right. This is a real problem. So so far this season, he has averaged 18.1 points per game. He's shooting 43.2% from the court. He's shooting 28.6% from the three-point line, 67% from the free throw line. He is averaging 7.7 rebounds per game and 7.3 assists per game. But with 7.3 assists per game comes with costly consequences for turnovers a game. And that's the bigger problem right there. As I just mentioned, Mr. Walking Triple-Double. Now everything is out of sync for him. Nothing never will swipe his way. Let me tell you why. He's not a pick-and-roll guy. Mm-hmm. He's not a pick-and-roll guy. That's not how he plays. No, that's not how he plays. He is... <laughs> isolation. He's isolation. He's Magic Johnson. He likes to play full tempo. And when he plays full tempo, that's where things start to click in cylinders. Uh-huh. And Russell Westbrook can attack the basket very well without a pick and roll guy mm-hmm. or a pick or pop guy. Right. That he, he don't need that, but it's bearing a problem with him now because his inconsistencies with shooting the ball, picking and choosing right at this moment, what he needs to be doing, as I mentioned before pick and choose what he needs to do over trying to put the pressure on scoring or put the pressure on uh, passing. You got to, in my opinion, pick one. Pick one and stick to that mojo. Or you take what the defense gives you. Mm-hmm. And don't force up unnecessary stuff like he has been. Yeah. And that has caused a big problem for him. You give what the defense gives you. You don't have a choice around that. Since you're with LeBron. Since you're with Anthony Davis. Since you're with Kamala Anthony. Since you're with them. Them are going to be your inside problems. Because these guys are going to screen a row. High screen a row on top of that. They're going to pick a row. They're going to do a lot of things that you're not used to. And so now you have to adjust to that. But news being... He's probably going to separate his ways with the Lakers at the end of the season. That's just a rumor, but I'm just throwing that out there right now. If that does, it'd be better for him. It really would. It really would. The future would be better. I agree. That's I did definitely agree to that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's all I got. Anything else you want to add to that? Mm-hmm. No, not this all one. Right. That's it. All right. So they will be right back with what's next? Your next steps for next week. We'll be right back.
What's next? We got news next week from around the league, and we'll also have point guard precision along with the uh, continuation of uh, sports devotional or devotionals, so to speak. <laughs> That's next week. All right. So there is another edition of our podcast, Double Take Sports Talk. Of course, we're on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can follow us on Facebook at the Watch Brothers, Twitter at DTSE2414, and Instagram at DTSE2414. We're also on YouTube. Search the box, Double Take Sports Talk with the Watch Brothers. Like our videos and subscribe to our channel. But until then, I'm Daryl. There's on the opposite side. Yep. All right. Catch you on the episode of Double Take Sports Talk. Until then. Ciao. Ciao. <coughs> oh, <excuse me. laughs>